0: Hey everybody, welcome to Hoodlums. This is episode 5. I am one of your three hosts, Kyle. This is Sully. And I'm Nate. Wow, well, you did it perfectly this time! Yeah. Well, we had fucking had to make I'm sure Sully practiced. was on point. how hey, well, dare just-
1: you? <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Well, you got it figured out. Boys, I want to know. Something... something very particular,
1: okay? All right, we're just getting ah. into it. Let's go.
0: Yeah, we're just well, I, I was just going to ask how your day was.
2: Oh, I see you were doing like a fake serious lead-in. Yep. Yep. All right, I'm with you, Sully. I had a decent day. It's uh we're doing another one of our midweek recordings, so I worked today and uh it's pretty light and I one of my customers gave me 3 free monsters for delivering stuff. They were outside like, "Hey, you want some monsters?" Like, uh, fuck yeah. And he Is brought me three. Is this the one that three... you talked
0: about? Giving you monsters before, because this happened a couple yeah. months ago too, didn't it?
2: It's the same dude, he gave me more monsters.
0: <laughs> so we've got a reoccurring character awesome. here for the first time, yeah. Monster Man. Yeah, and then I went to
2: uh, Taco Cabana to get me a quesadilla and some flautas for Whitney. and Flautas. 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 Um, flautas. And the person in front of me, like the, the box that you speak into is really loud for some reason, but the person in front of me ordered... A single bean and cheese taco. That was it. Not even $2 I respect dollars it. worth of food. It, I respect it. Have you ever been to a Taco Cabana, though? Like, I'm not dissing their food, but expediency is not their forte. They are very slow. And if I'm going to go get me one taco, it is not going to be sitting in, like, a 30-minute drive-through line at a Taco Cabana. Okay. Like I, you'd, you'd be, it, that's, that's, I guess that's what baffled me the most is, like... It would have been faster to go into Walmart and get the ingredients and to go home and make it yourself if all you wanted was one taco. What is a Taco Cabana? Taco Cabana is it's it's basically a drive through, but it's a step up from most fast foods like they actually have. Um, some better Tex Mex as far as like they have enchiladas and some plates and refried beans and rice that you can add to your platters and stuff. You, you know, who else considers themselves a
1: step up from fast food? Arby's. And you know what else? You know what's best? Arby's. Right.
0: The
2: only thing good so not Arby's okay,
0: you're not, okay, you're not don't it. hate on Arby's. Okay, I first me. of all, first of, of all, you know what you're me. doing right now? You're punching down. <laughs> OK, you're punching down and you should feel bad about it. OK, but beyond that, Arby's <laughs> is not RVs is not a bad place to eat. I don't know it, why it gets such a bad rep. It's actually not bad. They put onions in their
2: buns. That is heresy. OK, know, only some of them. That. I, you know, if
1: they could put a sandwich together like a normal human being. With the bun on the bottom, the meat in the middle, and the uh, the top bun on top. And w- not when I open it, it's like the b- top bun's on the bottom and covered <laughs> in fucking gross ass sauce. Excuse me, it's disgusting.
0: <laughs> That's not an so Arby's bad. thing. That's a your preparer thing. No, I don't. I've never eat eaten with Arby's
2: them. and not gotten a stomach ache.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. it's, it's it's literal ass, and if, I refuse. If you're gonna use that defense, <laughs> you can't go to Taco <laughs> Bell either.
2: No. Uh, Uncle Bell is filled with delicious horse meat, you motherfucker. <laughs> all right. You do not diss my horse meat.
0: Listen, fucking okay. <laughs> Arby's is not. OK, maybe it's a maybe it's a regional thing because the Arby's here is actually pretty fucking good. Like everyone that I've tried. Mm hmm. Well, it's like they
1: even came up with another restaurant, Hardee's. What are you? What are you trying to fake, man? Like you're just an Arby's with a different name. Hardy's has some
0: of the best fast
1: food ever. It's Arby's. It's the same thing. No, it's, it's not the same goddamn no, thing. It's not. They're fucking just. They know Arby's is so bad. They're like, man, we better kind of rebrand and come up with a new restaurant, brick and mortar, and <laughs> just fucking serve the same <laughs> shit. I love Arby's. that
0: show, Brick and Mortar. I love Jesus that show. Christ. I love that show so much. No. Season six is that? coming out. I'm breaking. This is brick and mortar. Piece of shit. <laughs> 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 brick and mortar, baby. Jesus Season Christ. six. <laughs> ten seasons in a movie.
2: Oh my God! Come be loud.
1: I, I,
2: I love their shakes. You, keep, Arby's shakes <laughs> are amazing. That's I hate everything.
1: See, I didn't even know practice. they had ice cream. You know why? Because I don't go to Arby's. Because Yeah, and that's a you no. problem.
0: That's a you problem. Dude, they, okay. they have a
2: Jamocha shake that's like the perfect combination of like chocolate and coffee. What did you coffee. call me? Jamocha. All right. I don't that's like where this is going. Fucking Arby's, Hardee's, have an
1: ass. <laughs> fucking disgusting. I love Hardee's,
0: okay? <laughs>
1: yeah, well. But yeah, that, so I had a just decent a day.
0: Shut the fuck up. How was your day, Fox? How, Nate? Oh <laughs> no, I done?
1: didn't. It doesn't matter at this yeah, point. I mean, Nobody gives a shit. Um, <laughs> my can. day. Uh, yeah, my day, honestly, this is going to be really cliche. and stupid, but I had a really fucking amazing day. Um,
0: Go like to the said, gym, pumped
1: iron. I so knew that. I Somehow I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> One of these fucking episodes. <laughs> I'm trying to get my fucking fat ass in shape, and this guy is like, oh, yeah, you're pumping iron, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I, I had such an amazing day, bro. It was leg day. I <laughs> got my. God, it game. was leg no, day I live, too I, I lifted 560 this. today, bro. <laughs> I think I'm doing so good. Such an amazing day. If I
1: ever say anything like that, if I ever sit here and tell you that I fucking like bench press or leg pressed a certain number, you can kick me off this podcast. I
2: will, <laughs> I will never, ever, ever do that. You got some Sammies anyway. after Pracky, bruh, didn't you? you got some Sammys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with so, the
1: B I like you said, it was uh, it was it's weekday for us, so we're doing a midweek thing again because I'm I'm missing out on this weekend again. So we're doing a midweek. So I worked today and uh, yesterday went well. Today was a fantastic workday. I got a hold of some people that I haven't been able to get a hold of in a long time. Ran into some customers I would never talked to before. It was great, so I did that. Got home, changed, went to the gym. Um, this is my first week, uh, kind of on my own in the gym, doing basically going to my own accord, and it's been really good. Been feel, re- feeling really good about it, and um, honestly, like on the way home today, this is gonna sound this is so cliche. This is one of my favorite things to do while driving in the car is rolling the windows down and listening to music, and just like blasting music and just kind of getting down and having a good time. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> And I
0: mean, it's literally just everyone
1: enjoys that. Yeah. But I the point is, like, I haven't done that in years, like just with COVID. And yeah, I haven't, man. And it's been obviously it's been a hard two years on everybody. And, you know, it's probably been a while since even before that, since I had really like felt like doing it usually. I didn't, I haven't even realized until today that like I just drive home with the radio on and just am deadpan. But today was the first time in a long time that like I was feeling good and life was good. And I rolled the window down and cranked tunes and just kind of jammed. And like it was, it was like borderline spiritual for me. It was just, <laughs> it was great. Like I just haven't felt that good in a really long time. And it was just kind of like an eye opening thing. Like, things are good you know life's good and, and we're, we're 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 uh we're moving we're living so yeah it was a great day and then yep i grabbed a sandwich on the way home and here we are we're fucking recording a podcast
0: kyle how was your day well i woke up i went back to sleep woke up again um absolutely amazing day you know arm day today <laughs> <laughs> no no i uh <laughs> fucking The Lost Ark closed beta came out today, and oh, right. I am fucking in love with that game, and I've been waiting ages for it to come out, and uh, it did today, and so I've spent a lot of time doing some guild work and playing through the story and shit. It's up until the 11th, so I'm yeah. just going to be missing an action for all that time, but no, it's that's cool. fucking good. I've it's- been enjoying it a lot. In fact, that's what I was doing literally until about... Twenty minutes ago we all came here to do this so
1: especially now since it's in english
0: yeah (laughs) and with fucking local ping (sighs) yeah i tried i tried to play it on russia servers forever ago for those of you that don't know because it's not out here uh it's still not out here it's just the closed beta test but you can technically vpn in and play from russia but uh the ping plus the poor translation patch i just couldn't do it so i figured i'd wait it was tough
1: it was tough (laughs) I jumped in for a little bit, but um yeah, I mean, it's it's a big release. It's people are excited about it. And I I you kind of snuck up
0: on me. So true. Yeah, uh, but it's good. And it's it's fucking good. It's good. And I, it sucks because we're not going to be able to play the actual game until, you know, at the latest, like end of March. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I guess it's fine because that allows you to go really hard into the closed beta and then have. The next four months to just totally forget everything you did <laughs> so right that's rough and it, it might be the case that it drops like early january and it's not nearly as long and i, I hope that is the case but
1: ugh, fuck man well it sounds like a good day man i mean that's productive you know game came out we're getting into it you're recruiting for the for the discord it's good good things yeah, yeah. Speaking of good things, let's get to our topic for today. Episode five. We're going to get serious with it. We're going to get a little serious. We've been talking about this topic for a while, and it's a hot topic. Obviously, it's it's pretty pretty important right now with COVID going around and everything uh, Everything getting a little crazy in our world. We want to talk about the anti-vax movement. Uh, you know, anti-vaxxers versus vaccination. Do you believe in it? Do you not? What's How do we feel about it? Yada, yada, yada. Let's get into it. Um, I'm gonna lead off with a question, just so the audience listening knows where we stand on vaccinations. Un pregunta, Sully, Kyle, yeah, are you guys vaccinated?
0: Yes. All right, hundred percent. Almost as soon as I could be.
2: Okay. Good, Sully. Yeah, I signed up with uh, my county as soon as uh, I would be allowed, and because of. My cardiac event I had a couple of years ago, I actually got fast tracked and I got to get vaccinated with the elderly.
0: So I oh, was the I did yeah, you I got
2: vaccinated in February
0: <laughs> when you Whoa. got vaccinated. Did you do it through a clinic or did you do it through one of the like the army bases?
2: Um, so Denton County actually set up a um, they took over. They got a um, their own supply and they basically set up a website that you could sign up for. And they took over the Texas Motor Speedway. And yeah, you, you showed up, you followed the signs, you basically um, pull up into the line and you pull up to the first person, they scan your barcode that they emailed you and check your ID on the second. And then in the second one, you fill out some paperwork, letting you know that, that this is what you're getting, verifying that you haven't gotten it yet. And then they scan your stuff again then go to the third one. They inoculate you, um, scan your stuff a third time. And then they made you wait for 10 minutes and then you drove out. And but yeah, they took over. They did I think ten thousand inoculations a day. That's um, crazy crazy (laughs) on opening day, and it went smoothly. I was super impressed, and it was as far as North Texas goes. It was one of the most efficient operations that we had going. So I got very lucky.
0: That's fucking dope. What they did here is yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Texas. Um, what they did here is so there were some places you could go like fucking walmart or walgreens or whatever right obviously all over the place Mm -hmm. but the the earliest ones you could go to was you'd go to the county website and you would click on the link to sign up and the army i think it was had set up in certain like buildings around here that were basically just like empty halls that people could rent out Mm -hmm. And they would just process you through there and you'd get a piece of paper and they'd scan it one time going through after they identified you. And then you sat down and people in army uniforms or no, it was nurses giving the shots and people in army uniforms walking you through. It felt like I was
2: very intimidating.
0: It really was. It was kind of fucking crazy. Just people like in actual like camouflage, like army boots and everything up to code, just walking you through this place, handling you. Pushing you through to the end, and it's like, holy shit, this is. I mean, uh, imagine if I was not, you know, scared
2: of authority or, or scared of like a lot of the anti vaxxers, it's a fear based thing. So if they have to go to an army base and they have to deal with soldiers marching them around and doing specific things, I can see that being very terrifying. That's for us. It was literally volunteer based Like there were some cops, there were some firefighters, but I never got out of my car. I Damn. straight up drove through the whole thing. I stayed in the safety oh, of my car around the entire the inside. time. Inside,
0: that's how it works, huh?
2: Yeah. The, the, I well, they,
0: don't know why I never anticipated that. I figured you got out and walked around the inside, but like the fact that no, you could it, drive around it and. Yeah, that's so they actually cool. used
2: the uh, the parking lot. They set up these giant tents in the parking lot, and you drove oh. into the tent. And then um, and that's where you did your stuff. And um, if you needed it on the other arm, you could get out if you wanted to. If for some reason your left arm was not where you wanted. And also carpool <laughs> if you had multiple people. Yeah, and it, I literally didn't get out of my car. And I was in and out in less than 20 minutes. I'm
0: not as impressed now because for some reason I thought you meant they went in to the fucking the racetrack or whatever. No. And and went around the inside. <laughs> no. Can you imagine <laughs> what a selling point that would be? come get your covid vaccine and we'll let you drive around the fucking racetrack 10
2: laps and then you can go home (laughs) oh my god can you imagine i
0: mean i just yeah i imagined like oh just go up there and wait 10 minutes and it'll slowly make its way around and meanwhile you can drive around the fucking racetrack and it's cool shit
2: (laughs) jesus that would have been nuts right
0: it really would have but god damn it would have been incredible Really yeah. quick, um, which
1: <clears throat> which company do you guys get? Where which which uh, which vaccinations did you guys get?
0: Moderna.
1: Same here. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm also vaccinated. Uh, I got Pfizer um, just by happenstance. I it took me forever. If you guys remember, it took me forever to get vaccinated. It was I mean, I, it, if you guys haven't picked up at home, I live in Nebraska. And it was a long time before like regular, general public people could like sign up to get vaccinated. You know, they did people with like, pre-existing conditions and elderly, but like I honestly felt like our own like my local government was like working against it because <laughs> it it took forever. And you know, I'm you know at the time I was working retail at the at the at the store level, so like we were in masks, you know, kind of worried about the whole thing still, and it was just. It was, it was kind of a nightmare. Like I was kind of mad that I couldn't just go get vaccinated, but finally it opened up. And personally, I walked into a a hy V, which is a, it's a grocery store here locally in the Midwest. Um, and just, you know, walked in, signed up, waited in line, and then got my first, got my first shot, uh, set an appointment for, you know, a few weeks later and went and got my second one. Um, and now of course since I have Pfizer is it's coming out that it's not as effective as Moderna I have to go I'm I got to go booster shopping
0: but Yeah, I can go get a booster shot as well. I just became They just dropped Moderna. i just recently became, yeah, mm-hmm. eligible for Moderna's. So right, I gotta I go do to, that here soon. My mom got hers and it it kicked her ass. <laughs> we need to do, I need to do some research on it because I'm hearing mixed reviews.
1: I've got some doctor buddies and buddies of buddies that are doctors that are saying, Hey, mix and match, go get Moderna's booster. If you've got Pfizer, that's like like also reading that you're, that you're not supposed to mix and match.
0: So it might not, but like, I would just be afraid that, you know, what if Moderna's booster shot is meant specifically to help enhance their shot? Right. Maybe there's something I different in it. I mean, even, I don't know. I can't imagine what the benefit would be. I mean, they both use, MRNA right it's kind of the same idea
1: right I mean they both you know theoretically they both came up from the same research but were developed separately so you know obviously they're different strands and what you're saying there makes sense to me you know you should probably get the same one but I like I said I don't know I've got I've got mixed reviews so I need to do a little bit more research and really see what dig into the science the science the science behind it
0: it almost kind of sounds like one of those memes that like people from 4chan would throw around to like catch stupid people
1: yeah, almost. Like,
0: like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. you put fucking uh, aluminum in your microwave, you're going to have a good time.
1: <laughs> aluminum, alu- aluminum? aluminum. Aluminum. Yeah.
3: yeah. Aluminum. Or
0: like that video that was going around of a crumpled up ball of aluminum foil and someone fucking joked that they put it in the microwave and it came out. <laughs> it
3: oh, came out God. smooth.
0: And so many <laughs> people put balls of aluminum foil in their microwave. <laughs> I trying
1: don't. to fucking this is we're going down a path on this episode aren't we today no. this is gonna get this is gonna get heavy no no all right no. well we will it'll eventually happen kind of want <laughs> it <laughs> oh man Kyle you said you got a statistic for us
0: yeah I do so the other day while we were sitting here kind of talking about the podcast uh, a conversation came up and we started talking kind of briefly at the time about people, That are quitting work or that are, you know, refraining from looking for new work because of COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Mm -hmm. These vaccine mandates essentially say, hey, you know what? You have to get this vaccine uh, by, I guess it's January 4th from what I'm looking at. And if you don't get it before January 4th and you're caught. Then you can be find like pretty heavily up to i think fourteen thousand dollars per violation damn yeah it's it's kind of crazy and of course preface all of this we're not scientists we're not fucking nope smart even hey mm-hmm. so do your own research fucker or just <laughs> you know as we understand it but um i i, I was interested by that because we were talking about strikes that are happening at least lately about these mandates. Um, there was there was a strike here where I live, where nurses were going on strike because they didn't want to have to get the COVID vaccine. But mm-hmm. if they didn't, they would have been fired. Mm-hmm. And so they went on strike. And first of all, how stupid is that to be a nurse to be around these people and not want to get a fucking vaccine? so idiotic but being being
2: in the field of medicine and then not believing in the medicine
0: yeah that's kind of what i'm getting at and we we can get into more of that later but first the statistic that i found says Mm -hmm. that surveys have shown as per npr that as many as half of unvaccinated workers say they will leave their jobs if they're forced to get the covid 19 shot but in reality few of them actually quit That's according to an article in The Conversation, which is a nonprofit news organization. that covers academic research and things of the like. Um, They found that only a fraction of workers leave their jobs when it comes down to it. In other words, vaccine mandates are unlikely to result in a wave of resignations, but they are likely to to lead to a boost in vaccination rates, they write. So, just some data they cited. The Houston Methodist Hospital Required its 25,000 workers to get a vaccine by June 7th. So kind of relevant to what I was just talking about here at home. Uh, Before the mandate, about 15% of its employees were unvaccinated. By mid-June, that percentage had dropped to 3% and hit 2% by late July. A total of 153 of those workers were fired or resigned, while another 285 were granted medical or religious exemptions, and 332 were allowed to defer it. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. Exemptions. I want to hear what you guys have to think about these mandates and how they pertain to to people that work and such like that. But also, afterwards, I kind of want to lead into this idea that anti-vaxxing... Started off as a legitimate concern, and I think now is kind of pivoting towards being political almost entirely. No, it's absolutely political. Well,
2: I heard recently on the radio, actually, I'm pretty sure it was in California, another similar to the nurses um, situation where the sheriff's department was struggling with a nearly 50 percent of their employees refusing to follow the vaccine date, which the irony in there is these are literally the people that are supposed to be enforcing the rules refusing to enforce the rules on themselves it's like i'm i'm sorry but you literally work for a the body of the government that enforces the law and you are choosing to break the law this this has become a mandate that means it is legally required by you to do this yep. and sorry buddy but if you don't like it then you should not be in this uh, position. This is not the job for you if you don't want to follow the law, and it's that. That was another frustration I didn't understand. And it is. It is what it is. I. I. I wish people would do more research. I know. I know. Ninety nine percent of the people that get ant that are anti vax or don't want to do it are scared. It's all about fear, and mm-hmm. they. There's so much fear mongering. Just like when we were talking about Satanism not too long ago, it's whoever is somehow profiting from getting people to not vaccinate themselves whether it be people that are pushing homeopathic um or herbalistic uh, remedies for immunizations instead of doing that or that have some political gain of getting these people together and feeling like a community for choosing to go against this system and choosing to ally themselves because this is what they stand for and it's somehow against the government it's somehow like fighting medical despotism and you just you got to fight the system that the government's going to control you and somehow rich people are involved and they're going to care about it's it's all fear-based if if they didn't have these fears that it's not that that they don't trust science it's that they don't trust who's running the science and so they have this level of fear and i i get that and i know i've read a couple articles and heard a couple podcasts of some anti vaxxers that flipped and that's that was ninety percent of what they were saying is I was scared. I was given information that was not accurate and people scared me into following these other things. And so I I get it, but do your own research. Don't be stupid. Don't trust every little thing that you see or hear broaden your horizons as far as what you're considering sources and technology and Facebook and all that other stuff is going to make it difficult to get out of your little echo chamber. But the the stuff's out there. I mean, it, I, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with people choosing to not vaccinate. I literally had to get a meningitis vaccine in order to go into college and go to my dorms. Like I, I that was a requirement. I could not come onto campus after my um, orientation until I got a meningitis vaccine. Mm-hmm. So where, where's the fight for that? Where, where's the fact that everyone who's gone to college and lived on campus has gotten a meningitis vaccine if they wanted well, I to. I mean, even
0: before that, I mean, for elementary you know many, school
2: people, do you know how many vaccinations you've gotten in your lifetime? At least 20 to 30. You weren't.
1: We're not. That is a asked, lot. We're not asked to for polio vaccines. Yeah. We're not asked for these vaccines because they're mandated. Mm-hmm. They're necessary, so we don't have polio anymore. <laughs> like,
2: I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you. I, I no, it's, I, it's, it's a valid point that the fact that this vaccine is somehow special is what is just crazy I, about the whole situation. It's not,
1: and I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butt in and take over for my. I know Kyle asked us both. I'm gonna take over for my turn. Go for it. I don't necessarily agree with you sully i okay. i don't um it, you know shocker <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. i don't <laughs> How agree dare you um you piece of shit I, you suck <laughs> there,
0: you're so wrong
1: there is a small percentage of people that you're correct on but it's a such a small percentage of these people that don't want to be vaccinated people we talked about this in our relig- in our religion podcast uh, two you know two episodes ago episode 3 go back to it we talk about satanism it's dope He'll say, Um, we talked about how fear motivates people to change or force an understanding in themselves. I think that when people are afraid of something, they are going to do research and they are going to figure out what the real answer is. I mean, you said that yourself, you know, you're talking about these people who had flipped and they admitted they were afraid. Mm -hmm. These people that are standing their ground and these anti-vaxxers that are standing their ground and saying, I won't be I won't be told what to do. It's it's sheep mentality. It's not fear. It's not. It's it's sheep mentality. It's it's the same thing with cherry picking how you feel about things in the Bible. I'm going to follow this this tenet, but not this one, because I like this one. But that one, I don't like
0: that one. Very pretty. This one. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's bullshit because they want it's let's just say let's call it what it is. Most of the people that are anti-vax are right wing conservatives. And it's the same people that are arguing for 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 rights for, you know, individuals and companies to have their own rights and their own to be able to set their own mandates unless it goes against what they want, unless it, you know. They want companies to be able to set standards and have their own freedoms unless those freedoms impose upon them. And so when a company, a private company says, hey, I'm requiring you to be vaccinated. And that individual goes, nah-uh, you can't tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. But they want them to have the they want them to have the freedoms of a of every other, you know, every other freedoms that it comes with being a private company. Yeah, it's asinine. And it's the same thing with a hospital. Hospitals are not public. It's not this. That hospitals are not socialist. (laughs) There, we we know that because fucking our healthcare is too goddamn high.
0: Fucking commie hospitals, (laughs)
1: right? They're they're privately owned, and so when a when a when a hospital who's run by doctors who for the most part are generally smarter than the average human are saying, "Hey, nurses, doctors, staff, if you work here, you have to be vaccinated." Because, A, you're around sick people with pre-existing conditions. Or (laughs) you're you're dealing with... You just
0: scared a bunch of reds. You (laughs) just scared so many Republicans with that.
1: Or you're dealing with people who actually have COVID. I live in Nebraska. It's a very right-wing, very right-wing state. And we have signs all over the place. Omaha supports the frontline workers, right? COVID-19, we we support our frontline workers. And it's directed right at nurses, right? This is not uncommon knowledge. And these nurses, it's happening here too. These nurses are like, I quit. I'm not working here if you're going to tell me what to do with my body. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Come on. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, how many vaccines do you have in your body, bitch? It's, you were not told as a kid Nobody asked you as a child or your parents whether you could get the polio vaccine. They fucking gave it to you.
3: Well, sir, if you would
0: just please take the the fucking polio vaccine. No. Ooh, woo. (laughs) Listen, it's fucking dumb.
1: It's it's asinine and I hate it. And I've said my piece, Kyle.
0: I mean, it is pretty it is pretty dumb. Right. And I Kind of disagree with you too, Sully, but in, in a different way. I'm going to go cry. Um, yeah, well, uh, first of all, I think giving anti-vaxxers any sort of avenue to gather like pity or grief or whatever is letting them win. I think I, I take great care in not giving anti-vaxxers an avenue because if they get it, they'll take it. Yeah, Um, because that's the type of people that, well, let me finish. So that's that's the type of people that it is. And I know you said that that it's that people are scared, right? And I'm sure there are a lot of people that are scared. Uh, Initially, I want to say that's a small number just because, but I I think a part of my, you know, my bias might be playing in. I think there's probably a good amount of people, even on our side of the aisle, that are just scared. I think it has to do with a bunch of different things. But I'll be honest, it's not hard to research. We live in a day where if if you want information, you know where to get it. Like, that's that's just it. It's it's in the palm of your hand seconds away at any given time. And a lot of these people are lazy. They're not critically thinking. And it, it
1: that's critical right there. Cri-
0: critical thinking is not some fucking magic hardship that only half of the fucking world can do. Like. It it doesn't take a lot to critically think, mm-hmm. and the the thing about it is these people are scared because they see a Facebook ad, some sort of like smear thing, and they just accept it as fact, mm-hmm. and they don't think critically about well is this true? Could it be true? And some of those people get halfway they, they they start thinking critically and they say oh well how can I believe that these people that are making me take this vaccine. Are telling the truth, and that's a good fucking question. Mm-hmm. That's a phenomenal question. That's that is a question you absolutely should be asking one hundred percent of the time. Absolutely. I don't care if it's God Himself. You should be asking yourself if things are okay. If that's good,
1: question everything.
0: Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's it. So I get it. It makes perfect sense, and I one hundred percent behind that. But the thing is, is upon doing that research not upon reading some sort of Fox News article about Fauci fucking murdering dogs or doing something else. No, you need to go and you need to look at the thing itself. You need to look at the amount of data that's available to you, and you need to make your own decision. And in the case of this, where all of the information's there, it's 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 accepted in a widespread manner, And actively deciding not to have the vaccine hurts people around you. What fucking doubt is there in any reasonable person's mind? There isn't. There shouldn't be. I don't care who you are. I don't care how scared you are, because that's not an excuse to me.
1: This goes back to that goes back to something that I said on a previous podcast that we do not deserve to go. Well, maybe this wasn't a podcast. This might have been a conversation we were having the other day where we were talking about Elon Musk taking everybody to space. Oh yeah, and I had said that I don't think as a as a as a people as a humanity, you know, the human population, we don't deserve to expand beyond this this Earth that we have. Earth, we're not ready for it because we don't give a shit about other people. It's you know, there there part of us have to be, part of us always has to be selfish to a certain extent. We have to look out for ourselves, but nobody. Cares about the person next to them. It just it doesn't it true. doesn't feel that way. Like it doesn't feel like at me, all. Well, what I'm saying I'm not saying, I'm using the word nobody, but that's not true. But, of how many times
2: people drive past someone with a flat tire and how many people stop to help?
1: Right, that kind of thing. I mean, the people that are that are saying I'm not going to get vaccinated because you can't tell me what to put in my body. Your problems are your problems. I don't care about your health. They don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves right and it's it's gross to me
0: it is absolutely i I think an important thing to remember in that case is um I think I, I saw a statistic the other day and just take the general idea from this because I almost guarantee the numbers aren't wrong, but uh I think it said that someone that did not like something that that mm-hmm. hates something that has feel that feels strong negative feelings about something is ten times more likely to take to. Any medium and tell people about it, whether it be, mm-hmm. you know, you know, mouth to mouth, you know, getting on the Internet and posting about it on Facebook. Right. Um, you are way more likely to talk about something that you don't like, that you feel strongly against. And um, I think we see a lot more instances of people being assholes to each other reported than we see good stuff. Um, oh, well, that also that's what sells news is bad. Yeah, well, a- absolutely. That's mm-hmm. that's exactly mm-hmm. it. And. I think there's a lot of yeah. I think there's a lot of good in the world. I think people are innately good. I think people are easily corruptible. This is a whole episode, by the way. This is like fucking oh, light yeah. mode on this. But um I just in regards to that. I mean, even when you're taking into account something like you said, Sully, where it's, you know, people that stopped to help someone with a flat tire and people that didn't, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that decision. There's a lot that that would push people to I mean, that isn't even necessarily an ethical thing. That's a matter of Um, priorities for potentially safety yeah exactly um there's a lot that goes into that and and
2: then but that priority is choosing yourself over another person which is the same argument.
0: no because well i'll be honest if i was on my way to work and i was going to be the only person there to work and i fucking needed that job and someone's over here with their car broken down i'm not going to stop and help them Mm. because at that point I have to, I have to look out for myself and I want to help them. I do (laughs) absolutely. But if if it harms me, what good am I doing to, to stop and help this person, you know, with their tire, if I'm going to show up and I'm just going to get fucking fired and lose the job I depend on. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's complicated. There's a lot to it. You can't just say, Oh, well you didn't stop and help the person. So you're a bad person. Yeah, right, but how many
2: your... people driving by that person with a flat tire going to get fired if they stop for twenty minutes? But you can't possibly know that. I can't. So, but that's, that's statistically impossible we're, for we're that. Arguing semant-
0: we're arguing semantics, semantics
1: of 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 an example that's solely used to help me define something I was trying to say. <laughs> well, right. Like, and just,
0: what I'm what I'm saying is I disagree. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that does a good job of, of nailing that down. Um, and I, I think. Especially in the case of anti-vaxxers, I think we it's it's easy to think there are more of them than there actually are. Because you hear about it so often. It's all over the news and people are arguing oh, about it back and forth. Absolutely. And I, you know, regardless of the growing numbers of it becoming a bigger thing, it's really not a huge portion of people. I I, I don't think it could be. So I had
1: some conversations uh, at within my company over the last couple of weeks uh, with some different people. And obviously I'm not going to name names, um, but they are people that work, you know, that I work with closely every day that I found out recently that they're not vaccinated. People that I assumed were vaccinated that just flat out told me like one of the people told me, no, I'm not a sheep. (laughs) And it was like, I just had this moment where I was like, uh, wait, what? Like, we don't have a mandate in our company. There's nothing that says we have to be vaccinated. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. I assumed most people were. And there's a lot of people that I, you know, I consider to be close friends with. And this, that doesn't change anything. I'm still friends with them, but it definitely made me go, wait, what? Yeah. Like. Are you kidding? And it's it's an exceptional number of people. It Uh, certainly is. And and it's so. Yeah, you're right. There are. I think there are more people than than we think that there are. There's just a lot of silent people that are just. No, I'm not going to do it because it's my
0: point. I think you're right. I think there's more people than we're currently aware of. But my greater point is I don't think. People in general are stupid enough to fall for that. (laughs) I mean, I I think there are a ton of people that are. But, I mean, according to this study that was done last year, and I know nothing about it, I guess it was something from Texas A&M University. It said that up to 22% of Americans self-identify as anti-vaxxers. Yeah. And that's, I mean, 22% is a lot higher than I thought it would be. (laughs) But um, regardless, it's still just 22%. And it's growing, sure, but I think people are smarter than that. Um in general, you're
1: saying in general, we cannot call half the population stupid. Yes. Yeah. Is what you're trying to say.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I I, I I agree with that. this is not when it comes down to it, it's not a left wing versus right wing thing. It's not Democrats versus Republicans. It's not conservative versus liberal. It it's turning into that publicly because of our um bipartisan media which is the worst thing that's ever happened to this country but um it it, it's still it's what's what's how it feels you know like you're saying the the science the statistics the science say that it's not but our media and other people are turning it into that and it it definitely feels like that sometimes
2: well going back to what i was saying about the fear-based thing was it was not an excuse at all it's one of those things where fear can be overcome by information. Fear mm-hmm. is literally just a lack of knowledge and not knowing how to handle it. And acquiring knowledge is how you get out of that. But when mm-hmm. you that that's the approach that should be taken when speaking to someone who's anti-vax is not that you're an idiot, it's that you're you're scared. What is it that scares you about these vaccines? Tell me that when they give you the answer, explain your point that changes that can change their mind of what might be scaring them. Not, you're a moron, you're not, you're, stop calling a Well, you're an idiot, stop listening to your friends, blah, blah, It's It's having the conversation that treats them like a person that can actually help them have a critical thought because that's clearly something that they're struggling with. And the other issue is... With the internet and the research and all this stuff, when you have people that are stuck in YouTube video holes and Facebook advertisements and their Facebook echo chambers that I mentioned before, when they look at their phone and 90% of the information given to them is an echo chamber because you identify as this, you've watched this one video, you have three friends that believe this one thing. So we're going to feed you all of that information over and over again in different forms and from different sources. And that's all you're going to see unless you do a specific search outside of that algorithm that we've developed for you. So, yes, it does require them to go outside of that. But unless, unless that step is taken, they're given a large amount of information that feeds into that fear of theirs or feeds into that belief. And that's where I feel that I, I'm not saying these people are morons. I'm saying they're just stuck in an echo chamber they're, they're, and they're afraid for that specific reason, and that's how it should be approached, and those other sources should be shown to them through the message of I'm trying to break you of fear and trying to open your mind, not call you a moron and say you're wrong.
0: I Well, specifically on that, real quick, um, I don't have a problem telling them they're wrong. (laughs) I don't have a fucking (laughs) single problem, because i that's not enough for me. I, I don't feel pity for them. I think that it's way easier than... You know, someone might make it out to be to figure out that you're wrong in a case such as that. But that's not how you and, enact change. Create a I, mechanism. Yeah, but they're stupid. Yeah, um, but but, okay. But I have a point. It's I have a point. point. I I I don't care. I have a point here. Um. So, real quick, we we kind of talked about anti-vaxing being, you know, a, a political thing nowadays, and I have. Uh, a point that's that's salient on that last thing. So in a um in a study done in 2013 uh taken from people from January to July of that year. Um they they polled people about why they hadn't been vaccinated from in this case the measles in 2013. So this is pre-covid. Pre-Donald Trump's very importantly, pre-Donald Trump. And approximately 80% of people said that they did not get vaccinated for philosophical or religious beliefs. 10 to 15% of the remaining people said that they did not get vaccinated because they were ineligible. A smaller percent than that said that they missed the opportunities to get vaccinated. And the very small percentage of anyone under any other category is it's it's tiny at that point. I don't don't have the actual numbers here. It's from a bar graph. But I mean, it's it's clearly like two to three percent of people that didn't get vaccinated under other, which in this case is where, you know, being scared would have fallen under being, you know, not knowing enough about it. As opposed to nearly 80%, the biggest chunk of it saying philosophical or religious beliefs. Now, in a post-Donald Trump era, in a post, you know, at least initial COVID-19 era, where that has undoubtedly become more popular as a as a standpoint it, to, you know, to have a philosophical or a religious belief, um, I guess, political belief other than what is popular— I can imagine that's gone higher. So, I mean, even if you're making a case for these people that say they're scared, statistics are here to show that they make up a very small percentage of the people that aren't getting vaccinated.
2: Those statistics saying that religious and philosophical is also a cop-out from someone trying to argue with you. Once you once you claim religion, you are protected. You can't be argued with. And people are smart enough to understand that all you got to say is my religion says I can't do that. Are you making an excuse for these people? I'm not making an excuse. I'm saying that that statistic can easily be flawed because they'll inaccurately answer so they'll be left alone.
0: Why does this sound like an anti-vaxxer right now? No. Because you're not
2: listening to what I'm saying. I'm saying that that statistic, when someone is asked, why didn't you get vaccinated? And they realize that. They have to answer in a certain way, and the one way that they won't be questioned is by saying, My religion told me not that I don't have to do it. Then that's the answer they might choose. It might not be the truth. They could have lied about it. So that they're left alone. That's why people always claim religious exemptions because it's easy. I think that Sully's trying to
1: make a point that there are people that just don't know. My question to Sully just to kind of backbone this a little bit. If you walk up to somebody and you say, are you an anti-vaxxer? And they say, yes, is your immediate response or your thought process? They are afraid.
2: After the research I did on people that have switched, I would say that that is my initial assumption is they are more afraid than they are stupid.
1: Uh, okay. um <laughs> I, I I feel like if somebody is afraid, they don't know they're going to identify as somebody who I don't know. I'm afraid I don't I don't know which side to pick. So they're like in the neutral zone. Right. And that's somebody that you can educate and you can go up to and you can say, hey, you're not sure. So let's have a conversation. Somebody in my opinion, hold on in my opinion and feel free to come back at me and tell me I'm wrong. In my opinion, if I walk up to somebody and and I say, and they identify them, I mean, obviously I'm never going to go, Hey, are you anti-vax? But if somebody (laughs) identified to me, I will fuck it. (laughs) If somebody identified (laughs) to me that they're anti-vax, they've already made the decision to be stupid. And I think that that's a big key point. I think some people, are choosing to be stupid about it. And Kyle kind of yeah. made that point of laziness of like the inact, the inact the choice to not be make active research, to not actually partake in thinking for yourself and doing the research. Lazy is a harsh word, but I think that's kind of a good blanket term for it. If somebody says I'm anti-vax, they've already decided they're not afraid they've picked a side. I think you're trying to make e- You're trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, which I very much appreciate, because in a world where we want to enforce change and we want to enact change in people, there needs to be a conversation. There needs to be dialogue. But in my opinion, when we have people who are scientists going, you need to vaccinate, and then there are anti-vaxxers saying no, that's beyond that. To me, that is beyond a discussion already. Like we've kind of skipped over the discussion point. Mm -hmm. You know, when people that are rooted in their beliefs are very, very, very hard to change. It's something that I studied extensively, you know, in anthropology. Um, When like, for example, I will just straight up use the example. I took an ecological (laughs) anthropology course and it, it. it's the it's the course that actually got me to Haiti in the first place. Those of you that know me pretty well that listen or you guys know that I've been to Haiti a couple times for for research on my on my thesis and uh you know, field work and stuff like that. That the what got us down to Haiti is we developed projects for um for Haitians to use to help redevelop their forestation problems. Do you, uh Haiti is now down to like 0.5% um forested land where it was at 1.75%. It's a huge issue. So we developed things that they could, you know, using common objects that are around them to help deforestation, like uh, portable latrines and, you know, other things that help help with that. When you have a culture or a people that are set in their ways, it is not almost impossible to change those, change those beliefs. It takes Ages, and you have to you have to like sit down with them and like it took us weeks to get the simplest thing across because they've been doing something for seventy years. They've been doing something for so long. When people have their head into something, when they're when they've decided something, people are very very hard to change. And when somebody says I'm anti-vax, they've made a decision, and in my opinion. I'm not going to start a shouting match in the middle of nowhere or in the middle of anywhere, but I'm not going to spend my time trying to convince them otherwise. I think that you were overestimating where fear puts you. I think that you could be right with some people, but I feel like the majority of people who declare themselves anti-vax have made a decision and that cannot be reasoned with.
2: I think there's definitely a point to it, specifically considering your experience was with someone that said, I'm not a sheep, because Mm -hmm. that is it. That is a very stubborn standpoint to say that the conversations I've had have expressed fear. When I've asked someone Mm -hmm. what why are you afraid of it or why is it something that you don't want to get? Why are you not getting the vaccine? I've been told I don't want I don't know what MNRA does. I don't Mm -hmm. know. If that's going to change my DNA, I don't know if it's going. I, I don't know if I get this. It. I think it might make me sterile. I think mm-hmm. it might put a tracking device in me. I think it might not actually work. And this is them putting something else in me. What are all of those? Mm-hmm. Those are fears. Right. They don't know what this is. I, they don't have a way of figuring it out. They're afraid something as bad is going to happen to them if they let that needle hit their arm.
0: I think we're missing a key point here. Okay. And the the point is, looking at sadness as as this infallible thing. Uh, when people say that to me, and I, I know a bunch of people share this, the 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 being scared of something can be a cop out. It can be easier, depending on the people you're around or the the situation you're in. Then, like you mentioned earlier about that that study, for people to say, "Oh, I'm scared." When in reality, you know, they're actually just a Trump supporter and they don't want to make that known to people. You know, maybe when they say, oh, I'm going to get I'm going to get fucking microchipped. I mean, that sounds like a layer on top of, you know, I'm being stubborn because my my political beliefs won't let me do it.
2: Because everyone in their life who agrees with them on every other aspect, including political, religious, whatever, are also making those decisions, they are then an outcast in their own circle of people if they choose to go against that norm because that Mm -hmm. is their world and everyone that they're around is anti vaxxer so they follow that norm it's a conformity i don't agree with conformity i don't think that's a reason or valid i don't think those fears are a reason to not get vaccinated i think it's a way of opening the door to changing their mind i feel that that is the state of mind that they're in is a culmination of fears that has led to ignorance and stubbornness because right.
0: But what, what I'm saying is a lot of the people that I've talked to that have alluded to fears having been their stance. Uh well, so as background information, back when COVID started, I did a lot of I was streaming a lot, I was making content, I was talking to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also, you know, right on the ass end of touring, a bunch of different shit. And um, you know, I talked to quite a few people that said that, but a lot of those people ended up having they ended up having used that to hide the fact that you know politically they didn't agree with it that it was a political thing and you know i needing to to fit in with a group that conformity i i get that but it's just what you're backing right. is so intense
2: it's not right i'm not saying that they're they're excused. we know you're not I'm just saying those well, that's, what right? I've seen. Mm. that's what I've seen and that's what I've witnessed. And but, it also comes down to that this isn't new. This like this isn't even twenty thirteen. Like literally back in Britain there were actual anti vaccination leagues that were created in oh the eighteen yeah. hundreds. Yeah. And the reasons they gave was vaccines didn't work. Vaccines could make you sick and contained poisonous chemicals. And mm-hmm. mandatory vaccinations were akin to medical despotism, which is exactly what we're saying nowadays. It's not mm-hmm. new. And two out of three of those were fear. The other one was stubbornness. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the same stuff. It's just, it's recycled and recycled. Same thing happened in, in the 1900s. Same thing's happening now. It's half of it's fear, misinformation, and not wanting to be controlled.
1: I think that, coming back down to ground zero, we're both right. Like you're, you're not wrong. I think you're just, it's almost like a more optimistic approach to what we're talking about is that you have, I
2: think there's a chance
1: they could be, they could be changed. A, there's a hopefulness in what you're saying that there are more people that are fearful that we can potentially reach or anybody can potentially reach. And our, Alan and i's point is we're beyond that. And, I think that both are i mean obviously both are accurate we're gonna come in we're gonna you're gonna come across people that are
2: there's both. a fraction on both sides, yeah
1: exactly, and i i've just i've had more experience on the other side, way more experience on the other side, yeah, um, I still feel that your percentage is lower um I feel it like there. The, of the people that identify as anti vaxxers I feel like the percentage of people of those people that are just fearful is lower than the people that are just choosing to be anti-vax because of sheep herd mentality
2: and the politics that w- was brought yeah. into it. I can right. agree we're, with that. that mo- definitely, the modern look, look era at what ha- is more stubbornness than it is fear.
1: Look at what happened under the Trump administration. He this ha- this all this all started under the Trump administration. Everybody, you know, picked a side. Trump was, you know, basically talking about how it's, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Fauci's he's full of shit, yada, yada, yada. Don't let him talk in public. And then he gets COVID. And he gets a vaccine, you know, he, he goes through the whole thing. He gets vaccinated. And and the best homeopathy available. (laughs) My point, my, yeah, right. I mean, he's the president. He's going to get that. Great. Good. Good. He should get it. Moving forward towards the end, you you guys can fact check me here towards the end of his of his uh, presidency or after he said in a speech, in a public speech with his people in front of him, with Trump supporters in front of him, he said, go get the vaccination. And he was booed. (laughs) What more. Evidence of sheep mentality do you need than that? How can you be? how can somebody look at people who are using facts and using science and getting the vaccine? Vaccine. How can those people who are not getting vaccine call a sheep? <laughs> when you are literally the sheep. That's that's my point. That
2: says I'm a lion.
1: I mean that's that's my point. Like yeah. it's it, it you they are the sheep because. I do not with my body, my choice. That's hilarious. Now, what about abortion? Let's <laughs> talk about that real quick. Oh my God. Let's not, I mean, not, I'm not, I'm talking that proverbially. Let's right. not talk about abortion right now, but like, no, seriously, people who are anti-vax,
2: you, my body, my choice, huh? So you want to know a very it's p- strong, it's cherry
1: picking. Yeah. It's oh, stupid. Want to know it's, a very strong
2: irony for all of that. Cause right now it's mostly right wing, um, Christian households that are going against all this stuff, using religion yep. as why they don't right. want to get it. And right. The original vaccines that came out in like the 1600s mm-hmm. were pushed by Christians. Christians are literally the original vaccinators. Interesting. Yeah, it was back in the uh, six, in 1660s in Constantinople. Um, a Greek woman came to, I forget where it was, but she mm-hmm. brought the vaccination to another culture and explained where they, and basically told her life story of how the vaccinations worked. You basically took mm-hmm. a little bit of smallpox out of someone, let, kept it at room temperature for about 30 days, and then injected it into someone else, gave it time to weaken but didn't kill it, and then um, and put it on to somebody. And she was Christian, and she explained that her where she came from was a bunch of poor Christians. And um, throughout the 1700s, the practice was spread mostly by Christians. So I don't it was, doubt that, not at all. Yeah, and and so you you get a switch where now it feels like people claim that claim these religious exemptions as if like the Christian scientists and whatnot, but people believe that these homeopathic things and their faith are going to save them when the original people that were doing this were people of faith that yeah. literally take the the bible teachings of god helps those who helps themselves and god god is not going to send a cure in the form of an angel or a miracle he's going to give you the means to help yourself and here's a fucking vaccination
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> woo fuck it you know, yeah, I mean, and, I'm just going to get sick and hope God fixes me. Yeah.
2: And it, it was the same way with um, but it. It also when it when it started spreading, it spread through um, North Africa and the Arabic countries, Cassium, um, Algia, Aga or whatever that place was way back then, uh, Tripoli um, and It was only a small subsect of Muslims that actually were the first anti-vaxxers because they felt that it changed or it altered um, the divine providence of God's plan. So that's why they didn't do it, because they felt if you you were going to get the disease, you were supposed to, and that if you figured out a way to change that, you were cheating death and cheating God. But it was a very small subsect. Most Muslims still got vaccinated. Speaking and- of
0: cheating, God, I have a question for you, Sully. Okay. We'll get to Fox after this. Um, <laughs> Jesus, what a what a tie-in! How do you feel about anti-maskers? So we, we've talked about anti vaxxers for sure, but I, I'm curious to know what your your thought process is on anti-maskers because I mean, clearly w- we we both disagree or we both agree on the same things prior, but with you know some some. Subtle differences. yeah. So I want to know what your your whole take on that that is.
2: So my feeling about anti-vaxxers or anti-maskers versus masking is that that is pure selfishness. That is one of those things where there is no damage, there is no threat, there is no way that you are going to come into harm by wearing a mask. (laughs) <laughs> or even the slight chance. Let's say that you don't believe in science. Let's say that you are a pagan shaman who believes that your semen is going to give you a magic spell that's going to make your dick bigger. It's not. It's not. I've tried Wait, it. I know what? It's, it's totally. Yeah. It's totally false. I'm it's in really the good. middle of mine. But like even, now?
0: <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But even with those beliefs. <laughs>
2: If there's a even a two percent chance or less that you putting a cloth over your face that you can easily breathe through for a small period of time, no more than 30 to 30 minutes for your grocery shopping, that you can't manage that without somehow collapsing or having a medical exemption or some other bS, that is just pure selfishness, because yeah. that that is a whole nother extreme because you're not having anything injected into you. Not doing any. of it. And people say, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> and then I see a YouTube video of an 85 year old man in a walker going up a flight of stairs with seven masks on. Yeah, and being literally okay. like
0: a, some dude that's like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just uh, put nine masks on and record how much breath comes through and and just show you that you don't lose out on your ability to breathe by wearing a mask. Have you and seen I those? Had, the dude literally tests it. Yep. And he's like, you get the same amount of fucking air with nine masks on as you do with no masks on. Yep. And
2: and I had a few coworkers that I actually I talked to them about stocks. I talked to them about um, other pretty important and philosophical conversations where I legitimately appreciated their level of intelligence. And then they started walking or when the mask mandates came in, they started walking around with a chin diaper on and oh, only yeah. pulled it up when they had to. And mostly kept their nose uncovered. And I was like, dude, it doesn't work that way. And he just looked at me dead in the eyes and said they don't work anyway.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I have a really interesting point, though. And that point is that you tend to see anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers hand in hand. True. You know, they tend to be the same people. They come from the same, you know, parts of the world, even though they're all over the world. They, they, They tend to be red inclined, more religious, maybe. And if those are the two same people, if someone is anti-vax and anti-mask, in my opinion, there's no doubt in my fucking mind that they know exactly what they're doing. So I would, of course, I they would do
2: push the point that all anti-vaxxers are anti-maskers, but not all anti-maskers are anti-vaxxers. I would say there's a there's a middle ground of anti-maskers. I think you that have that backwards the vaccine. No. I, I'm I'm 100% on that. I would say that everyone that has that refuses to get the vaccine refused to wear a mask. But I don't I was, think that's accurate at all. I don't think that is. Why not? <laughs> one, one requires yeah, Fox, you to inject not? a liquid into your body. The other requires you to put a cloth over your face. One is much more extreme for the same reason of no, wearing I, I do the th- other. I,
0: after hearing that, I do think you have it backwards. So you would say... All anti
2: uh, So Wait. I would say everyone that has refused to get a vaccine also refuses to wear a mask. No, I don't think that's right. I think that there are
1: more anti-vaxxers
2: than there are anti-maskers. So you think that someone re- who refuses to put a, a injection into their body is going to be okay with yes. wearing a mask? Yes, because <laughs> it's way less invasive. But it's also obvious and it causes drama and it actually mm-hmm. is something that's visibly... So this is
1: actually going to bring this is going to bring light more to your point. I'm not even sure you realize it. Is I think that there are anti anti anti-vaxxers who don't want to put something in their body but are perfectly fine wearing a mask because they don't want to cause a problem. They're not interested in making some public spectacle of it. So I would say that all anti Now I'm confusing myself.
3: (laughs) I think that we're
1: confused ourselves. Not all, not all anti vaxxers are anti-maskers. There are people who will not get the shot, but will wear a mask because it doesn't fucking matter. Because they can physically put put it on and go. This is not affecting me whatsoever. But
2: that's a sheep thing to do. Exactly. Sheep. Yeah, that's been my point this entire time.
1: I will t- I will say that every anti-masker is an anti-vaxer, because who's going to put a put a shot in their arm and then go? No, I won't wear a mask. That's <laughs> asking. I think uh, what I, I think that anti-maskers are honestly are, are are few and far between, but they're fucking loud. And the reason that they're loud is because they are so anti-vax and anti-establishment not realizing that they're actually sheep themselves, that it gives them a public forum, literally a public forum to go, you're all stupid. I'm not wearing a mask. <coughs> <laughs> it's literally a, a way for them to revolt against the man. Mm-hmm. And it's in a political my, thing. That's what I'm saying. It, it, yeah, it's partially political. It's well, it's not partially political, but it's, 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 it's just, it's a way to look at me, look at me.
2: It's all it is political real quick though. That is the, that is proof that Donald Trump is a terrible businessman because if he really wanted to make money. He would make masks that said, make America great again. And not only would have saved lives, but would have made a shit ton of money Mm -hmm. instead of this whole anti-mask thing that he was pushing and saying that I'm not even going to get into the specifics, but (laughs) if you have that much control over people and you get them wearing hats imagine how much money you could have made off the masks and uh, now it comes back
1: to what we talked about earlier if he had done it early it would have been amazing if he had oh, done yeah. it later people would have revolted
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah he played he, he he played one hand and then decided to switch you're like you already sold us on this one now, now you're uh, the yeah what, what, what do you call it the the satanist cabal <laughs> is controlling you now and there, there's a demon inside of you it's not real trump oh, that's God. that's yeah, oh my god. Are we
1: getting into the canon spiracy here? Is this Speaking of the canon spiracy, did you just call
2: it canon? The canon spiracy did um, I don't know if y'all did y'all hear about the Dealey Plaza bullshit in is, Texas? Wait, yesterday? is
0: it? It's not actually called canon, right? I've well, never heard Q-Anon. of it.
2: Yeah, because Q is <laughs> a person. Yeah. I, like, I like calling it canon. Do you know it who It sounds like a religious book. Do you know who Q actually is? Uh, I don't think, think Q is a know. person. As far as yesterday. As far as I learned yesterday, Q is actually JFK Jr. who died 20 years ago, who was going to, who wasn't actually dead. And he was going to come come back 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 in the place where his daddy's head popped and going to announce he's running as vice president for uh, Donald Trump in the next election. Yep. I remember that. There were hundreds of people. I'm gonna cast.
1: I'm really quick. I'm gonna stop you, and I'm gonna cast
2: the line out, and I'm gonna reel us back
1: in. Okay, we're not going down that line right now. We should do an episode on QAnon, though. We absolutely should. We should. That'd be great. However, um, back to the masks. I'm gonna bring up two points. One, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ignore the science between which masks work and which masks don't. I want to. I don't want to dive into that. That's another episode we've kind of run long already. I don't want to, you know, we don't want this episode to be three hours long. Cause it could easily be three hours long. We could keep going forever, but yeah. So putting the end, you know, and, and masks. So aside from the cloth mask, let's put all that aside. There's an anthropological perspective to this. And I've been thinking about this for quite a while. And it's funny, hate this, but a TikTok recently popped. Um, and some, yeah, well, it, it, it gained some traction and it's a guy proving a he his his overall point was moot i didn't care for it but he made he he made a point something i've been thinking about for a while since before we as a human race as uh, upright humans have before since before we invented fire right so this is technically before before homo sapiens sapiens would you call me <laughs> before we were before we were able to harness fire we were putting barriers up between ourselves and dangerous things. We were taking cover under a tree. We were living in caves. And hit, the way he put it was brilliant because he was like, that weather over there, fuck that weather over there. This rock will lock me. But now somehow people have decided, no, masks are stupid, that this barrier is not going to help. There's no proof. No, literally there is. I mean, that's how things work. And like I said, let's take out the argument of which masks are better than others. Yes, we understand that cloth masks are not as good as as surgical masks, all that kind of good stuff, yada, yada, yada. Barriers do their job. What anti-maskers are doing is they're using using masks as a public way to rise up, quote unquote, against people trying to tell them what to do. You can't tell me to put a mask on. I don't give a fuck about your family or your health. I only care about myself. That's what it is. It's it's simple as that. Well, I
0: mean, think about the alternative. If, if people legitimately weren't wearing them simply because they were uncomfortable. I mean, that's that's just as sad. <laughs> like you would really put your fucking comfort for 20 minutes ahead of, you know, the lives of all these different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even if your family, if you go out there without a mask on, catch something and bring it back.
2: listen. Listen, I spent 45 minutes getting ready this morning, and I'm not going to fuck it up with a piece of cloth that's going to give me mask name, Okay. I can, I have a perfect complexion. Mask
0: I am oh, not going to ruin it
2: for your self awareness. My
0: lipstick gets happiness. all over my mask, and I hate it. Oh.
1: What it comes down to is that nobody can deny the facts straight up, people are dying. Yeah, people Mm -hmm. catch this and they die. And it's been proven, whether you think the vaccination works or not, that masks alone can stop the spreading of COVID. And we know that these people that are dying are catching it from somebody. And we also know that healthy people can contract COVID-19 and not show any symptoms. Mm -hmm. So you could have COVID as a normal human being walking down the street or in a Walmart or wherever the hell you are. And you could not know that you have it, and you spread it to somebody who has a debilitating, life-threatening disease, and COVID throws them over the edge and they die. And you are choosing not to A, wear a mask, or B, get the vaccination, and in short, you don't give a shit about other people. And that's all that matters to me, really, at the end of the day. Whether Mm -hmm. you are afraid or not. It's not an excuse, as Kyle. We go back to what Kyle said. It's not an excuse enough. He's he, to this point at the at the end of the day, he's right. You are. It doesn't matter. You are helping kill people.
0: Yeah, fuckers. <laughs> Wear a mask. Get your vaccine. Quit being a fucking idiot.
1: So do your research. If you're if you're afraid, or if you are listening to this and you haven't gotten the vaccination yet because you are afraid, or you're an anti mask asking anti masker, anti vaxxer. Go do some research. Multiple do hours of research. Don't use one. Don't just use Fox. Use multiple sources <laughs> and Fox. read, 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 and make you an know what? decision.
0: I have an invitation, an open invitation. Uh oh. Anybody that wants to come on, that has a reasonable argument for why they would be an anti-masker or an anti-vaxer that is not easily laughed away come on talk to us about it let's have a conversation i promise we won't yell at you we won't laugh you off the stage i promise i would just i would legitimately like to have that conversation i'd like to hear it because at this point i'm not convinced that there's a single person that is abstaining from either of these things that isn't just stupid <laughs> no matter how you cut it
1: he's dying on that hill
0: <laughs> I will. I'll die on that hill, fucking all day, every day. And um, yeah, but I'm you know here. what? If, if you hill. think if you think you can pull me away from that, we would love to have you on to talk about it. So, Legitimately, absolutely, let us know. Take to Twitter.
1: Our hashtag is uh, what is it? How How I Hoodlum. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, at me
0: at Kyle underscore XCVI on Twitter. We'll make it happen.
1: At me at Kyle or at Kyle. <laughs> 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 me at me at the Fox Ltd. Hit us up. And uh, we'd love to hear from you, regardless if you want to come on the show or not and get destroyed <laughs> or just if you have a comment, comment away. We will love it. We'll 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 talk about it later.
0: Yeah. OK, final thoughts for some tunes. Um, I gave my final thoughts. I'm done. Oh, so, you got final thoughts? No. Hmm? OK. No. Nope. Tune time. Tunes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hoodlums. Episode five. Part two. You made it. Those. And so did we. Yeah. And uh, last time we were here, one of the last times we were here, we talked about movies. We talked about what our favorite movies were. We kind of talked about why. but we thought it would be cool to go back and pull some movies out of that conversation and kind of delve deep into those movies for a segment to kind of talk more about why we like it, why we think, you know it's it's so revolutionary and you know also use it as an excuse to sit down and you know watch some of our favorite movies again together mm-hmm. and today we're going to talk about eternal sunshine of the spotless mind in my opinion one of the greatest movies ever made and i want to start this conversation off by asking both of you a question so in the movie there is a service that will go into your brain and erase memories of a person from it if you were given that opportunity Would you and why or why not?
2: Uh, I guess I'll start. I, uh, I would not. I think in the moment I would consider it because usually erasing someone that comes with a strong negative emotion. But at the end of the day, I can look back at every relationship I've had and every enemy I've had. And I grew as a person from every single one of those. And I would not, um, I would not trade that in for anything. that, made me into the person that I am. Every relationship, every situation that I've been in that was negative created me. And I'm happy with where I've come from, from those situations. I would not want those experiences.
0: Yeah, I think I think one of the scariest things about making a decision like that, though, is is that uncertainty. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, you're happy where you're at. But I could see some people being so tempted to make the decision simply because, you know, what if they're happier? What if they're fucking happier than their current selves could even anticipate being? I don't know. It's a complicated question, Fox.
1: Um, <clears throat> it it is a complicated question because it, you know you asking me this question is really just going to make me divulge everything I feel about this movie. Um, I loved Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind because I identify with Joel quite a bit. Um, I I am very heavy hearted. I feel, uh, I feel a lot of things, and when I go through a breakup or when I lose somebody, I feel that very heavily. And so immediately, it, it would be very enticing mm-hmm. to absolutely forget somebody and forget it, to delete that grief. And that, to me, that word is, is is paramount. Grief is what this movie is about, and to me it's it's about loss and grieving and dealing with that grief in really as you put it poor ways because as as you as you stated so eloquently it's the things that you go through that are bad shape who you are and that might not always be a good thing but you learn from those things and you know what to watch out for you know how to deal with and respond to things it helps you grow as a person so just removing every bad relationship or every loss that you have is it's it's negative. It's bad. It's it's not a good thing. I mean, I mean, this movie, you know, suggests that clem that Joel and Clementine are meant to be together. You know, mm-hmm. they at the end of the at the end of the day, spoilers. But this movie has been out since 2004. Get over it. <laughs> um, it not quite they, 20 they, years. They find each other again. And uh, even though they both have their memories erased, they they read about how happy they were and they choose to to do it again because they were drawn to each other. It, it really, it's, it's toying with the idea of destiny that two people belong together, which is a whole nother story. It's yeah, a whole I, nother discussion. I agree with that as well. Right. But it's, you can't, no matter how hard or how strongly you feel grief, you, it's a, it's part of the healing process and you cannot, you just can't get rid of that. You you have to feel those things to to move on and learn. So no, I absolutely not. There's no way. And you know, I stereotypically as somebody who is empathetic and who is a lover, not a fighter, whatever you want to classify me as. It's I've I've had one of those. I have a one that got away, and I would never erase that from my brain as much as it hurts me even now to think about it. It's been years. Um, no, absolutely not.
0: I think there are a lot of people that would still say yes, and that's not yeah, my that's answer not right. just a just a yeah, just a you know, to preface <laughs> my answer is absolutely I wouldn't, and I'll explain why in a bit, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that have gone through some fucked up shit with people mm-hmm. and you know i I can't say I ever have. I mean, I've gone through some fucked up shit with some people, but nothing that I would necessarily like trade away because I mm-hmm. like I said, like well, like you guys said. I think it does make me part of the person that I am. But I think there are situations in which it goes off without a hitch. And (laughs) I think
2: people are better off for it. There's the immediate gratification that it comes with it as well, because grief and breakups and ending those relationships takes time to get over. And people just want to fast forward through that. And this is a shortcut that has a pretty high cost.
1: Well, I think that Kyle's point is actually very valid. I mean, so in this instance, it's really just Joel so Clementine actually went through the procedure first and Joel heard about it and was like, I'm going to do it, too. Yeah. yeah. And here, you know, then here comes the movie. And but to Kyle's point, and it's, it's actually it's a it's a very strong point. You know, there are things that people go through and I'll use, uh, you know, I'll use women, for example, you know, <laughs> terrible experiences with domestic violence. Not that domestic violence doesn't happen to men, but mostly yeah. most of the time it happens to most of the time it happens to women. I would love to be able to take an experience that a lot of my female friends have gone through and delete it for them, you know, to be able to take away the, the memory and the grief that comes with an ex partner who was abusive and me- mentally or physically is that would be something that, I mean, what a wonderful concept to just be able mm-hmm. to erase that. However, yeah. I'm going to double down on what I said some of the people that I admire most are those women who become strong. You can't fuck with me people to be able to take somebody who is, who is gentle hearted and kind, but also if they're able to get through it and come out the other side, stronger for it and knowing what they're looking for and you can't, you're not going to be able to fuck with that is, that's a human being that I want in my life. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and, it's, but it's not, you know, I know that's not to say that sounds bad because I don't, it's, it sounds like I'm trying not to be like non-sympathetic, you know, like I, I don't want to say like, that's a good thing. You went through that thing because it made you better. I don't want to say that. That's what
0: I'm saying. But those experiences are important.
1: Well, and they, I, I think it boils
0: down to, to a couple things is, any any negative experience can be turned into a, a learning experience. I mean, Absolutely. that's just what it is. I mean, you the hard things build you up, but, you know, sometimes those hard things are insurmountable. You know? I mean, suicide is a growing statistic all over the world, not even just here. And a lot of those people do it for, you know, relationship reasons. A lot of those mm-hmm. people do it for a lot of reasons, right? But it's so often that people get dismissed for getting all depressed over a relationship these days, but it's real. It happens all Mm -hmm. the time. And so uh, I could very well see someone actually making the decision to do it. And if I were in a situation where I felt that way, hell yeah, I'd say yes. I think I would. Um, But where it stands now, I don't think I've ever been in a position where that line has been crossed. I think I'm still at a position in my life where I can control my trauma. I, mm-hmm. I can, I have a hand on my baggage, right. Mm-hmm. And on my bag, you know, me too. Uh, <laughs> sure and, my uh, left one. <laughs> and, um, I think that right now, the positives of the situations and the person that I am and that I've become have, you know, have been overall positive, but, I could absolutely see situations in which I would change my mind. Like if you if I had gone through certain things or mm-hmm. experienced certain loss with certain people. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's almost
1: unfair that you bring up suicide in this conversation because yeah. that's, that's a whole, I mean, I I'm really want to open chat. that bag of worms. Yeah. I really do. And I'm not yeah. going to here. Um, I'm just not, maybe we should address this next episode. um hint hint i i i just for somebody who is we've the three of us have talked extensively about mental health and how serious mental health is and Mm -hmm. how seriously how more seriously it should be treated than honestly it really is and how the stigma is starting to go away but it isn't gone all the way and it's just it's such a serious thing and for me i think that for somebody, if they are, if somebody is capable of suicide, I understand where you're coming from, that re- erasing that grief to keep them on
2: this planet is a good thing. Yeah. That's not enough. Is that right? was actually part of the movie was he was feeling empty and literally just going on a whim. And like, I know there was this small little bug planted in his mind to go to Montauk, but half the reason he went was because he was feeling alone and empty and fucked up because yeah. he lost two years of his life and didn't even know it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I mean, I felt like that for a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've been in, I feel like we all have been in that exact situation that Joel was in. We right? just talked about this earlier yeah.
1: in this episode, how, you know, it's, it's been a rough two years and yeah. people are crawling and scratching and fighting to get out of it.
0: Well, and the thing is, is it, um, I, I can relate to Joel's journey like that because mm-hmm. I've been there. I've done that. I've I have reached that low before over one person. Yeah. Where I would have seriously contemplated going in there and fucking, you know, getting everything erased because, mm-hmm. I mean, it it causes havoc. But yeah, the thing is, is I and Joel in this movie were fortunate enough to have you know, had a sort of change of mind to to be able to look at things and kind of see the beauty in it yeah. and to recognize that, hey, you know, maybe things aren't so bad after all. I mean, one of my favorite things to do now, since I'm, you know, relatively at least a little healthier than I than I used to be, is to just kind of stop and recognize that there's there's beauty in everything, mm-hmm. you know, even if you you just have to stop and look for it. You know, there's beauty in, in people and in the way they act in, in the world and the way you see things. There's beauty in movies and video games and all this creativity that people make. Even when you stop to look at shit like trees, there's beauty in a fucking tree. It's all yeah. over the place.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And to kind of reach into that, you know, that I don't know if spiritual is the right word. Yeah. But to reach into that, that place and to kind of find the beauty, even in the sad things is I think a really powerful tool. And I, I think it's something that Joel kind of does himself in this movie as he comes to the realization that he, he doesn't, that he made a mistake. Right. You're losing that journey
2: with someone like that was, that was one of my points uh, when I watched it, I was with Whitney when I watched it. And so we talked about it a little bit. And one of the points I, w- I made about the movie was, and it, it kind of plays against um, Nate's view of how the movie ended. Cause I actually had have a little bit of a disagreement on that. Ooh. But um, the whole point was, like you're saying, is the beauty of the relationship. It's not the good, it's not the bad, it's the journey. It's, it's having that time with that person that gave you those experiences, that gave you all those emotions, that made you feel alive, that made, even in the bad moments, you still felt alive. And this And despite losing all of that, They they did come back together. I feel like the I feel like there was a little bit of a um, fate being twisted because that was in his mind of go to Montauk. His memory of her told him to go to Montauk, which was probably an important place for her, knew that she would be there. And so that somehow that that's where they met. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where they went, because there was still that little piece of them that was left. And so that's that's why they came back together. It was because they had met in the first place. But I feel that when you have a connection with someone, um, I feel like relation, some relationships are going to peter out. I don't feel like they were meant to be together. I feel like they were meant to have a relationship, but I don't feel like they were the ones for each other. And I feel like that connection that they had, that when they met, they immediately started talking to each other and they had that connection, but they needed to go through the throes of the relationship and it didn't matter. And I've I've been through this in a couple of my relationships where everyone told me, these are red flags, these are red flags, you shouldn't be with this person. And I dated that person for two to three years, and we ended up ending it um, after that. But even if that person is you, who is telling you that they can see the future, and they see that you are going to view them this way in two years, that is your, that is what they're going to be to you. And they still want to go through with it because they realize that that is what's important. It's not, it's not staying together forever. It's having that experience with someone, having that connection, that intimacy, that, can, that thing that we call love is an important experience no matter how sour it gets. And that they were willing to go on that journey again all the way to the end. Because at the end, they talked about, we're going to break up again. We're going to see each other in shitty ways, just like those voices on those fucking recorders are telling us that we're going to see each other. And we don't care because we want to be in this moment. We're empty and we want something and we're going to fucking have it. I don't care who's saying it. I don't care if it's me that has a vision of the future that's telling me this is a certain fact. We're still going to go through with it. And it's it's a picture of how important the journey of relationships are. And I think it's also reflected in Elijah Wood's character, Patrick, who tries stealing a relationship because he doesn't have experience. Mm -hmm. He is the he is the personification of a person who has zero relationship experience and how they act and and their failures at making someone happy and being a person.
0: Yeah. And I think you can even back out more, honestly, so I, I think you're I think you're hitting on something important. And you know, in turn the movie hits on something important at the end there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's um, great. Honestly, I can see that it was, it was a good but
0: point. But there's there's a very, you know, there's a very humanity focused point there. And I, I don't know if it's what the movie intended to do, but it's something that resonates with me. And it's that we're here for an experience that is a very, 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 very short fraction. Of the amount of time that is here, you Mm. know, of time that exists. We don't have a lot of time. Yeah, it's not a lot at all. And can you really sit here and focus on the grand picture or should you sit here and say, hey, you know what? I know two years down the line, things are going to suck, but those two years are going to be pretty fucking good until then. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, I think, a commentary on how we view life. People don't get into shit because they know it's going to end badly, but you know what about what happens during what about in the middle so, i've had some of the greatest things that have ever happened to me happen in the middle of something that i knew already was going to end poorly mm-hmm. and i still think they were worth it because that's all life is it's it's a it's a series of how you allocate your time and does it make you happy then who cares if it ends bad cuz i mean there's all that happiness there to begin with
1: i'm going to i'm going to add on to that a little bit and give a different perspective um so i i <laughs> The idea that I actually don't subscribe to the idea that life is short. Um, I think life is long. How don't though. you? That's because you're tall. Life. <laughs> life is long. I mean, we have it. You're right. Factually in the grand scope of time, it's a blip. I it mean, is? We, are, we are a blip in the universe. We are insignificant. Yada, yada, yada. I agree with all of that, but our lives, if we, we shrink that down because we have to, because, we are here and we have to exist. Life is long. Like it, it is we, your, your viewpoints. You have time to change who you are so many times over, but, but that's relative. If, okay. But I, that doesn't change my point and it doesn't negate it. We have a lot of time on this, on this earth. We have a presumably if, you know, taking out every other factor that could happen i could die tomorrow in a car crash but if i if if i live a full a full life to term then life is long i've been able to experience a lot of things um but counter to that the idea for most people is and i would i would say that the two of you agree with me here the goal is to find that one person to partner up with through the through the rest of your life, right? Mm. And so there's a point, and this is coming from somebody who is a little bit older, as we've discussed several times on several episodes. There's a point where I, as a thirty something, approaching forty year old man, am going to say, "Look, we could have a great relationship, but it's going to end. Let's not. We." Know that we're not what we're looking for. Ultimately, yeah, we could have a great couple of years, but we know it's going to end. We know we're not compatible. Let's say I want kids and you don't. We just know we're not going to concede those points. So at some point, at some time in your life, you have to go. No, this is not what I want, even though I could have
2: the love of my lifetime.
0: Because life is so different. short that you couldn't fit both. Okay. Okay.
2: Well, I think the relationship, experience, the relationship <laughs> experience can lead you to making the decision of not going through with something because you are smart enough and experienced enough to have learned what you want, what you don't want, and how things would probably end up considering the situation you're presented.
1: What I'm saying is, my point <laughs> is that I've had lots of relationships. I've had those wonderful experiences. I've had those terrible experiences. At some point, even though that's really going against the point, a whole point of this movie, you have to put your foot down and kind of go, look, you have to be smart about it. You have to be smart about. I can't just keep having two to three wonderful, you know, three, two to three year wonderful relationships that have no. Length that have no that don't that can't go the distance,
0: I think feeling the need to like, okay. so, I mean, everything ends. That's how life works, right? Uh, life ends, relationships end, friendships end, fucking this podcast is gonna end. How dare you, Cher? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean this episode. The, the podcast itself will never end. It'll go on okay. forever. It's the one exception. You are for you. Um, It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and t- so <laughs> for a long time, I agreed with you. I, I mean, I have been one of those people that my mind is always on, you know, settling down. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm looking for someone for forever.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And as I get older, I realize that not only is that rare, but when it does happen, a lot of times those people aren't happy. You know, for a lot of people spending all that time with someone, you know, actively hurts their ability to to enjoy life and enjoy themselves. I mean, it's a classic thing, especially when you go back in time a little bit for, you know, old people that have been together forever to fucking hate each other. And that's just one part of it. But I personally would would disagree. If I could find someone that would just consistently make me happy for as long as I was, was with them, then yeah, absolutely. That's the dream, right? I'm but right as it stands, <laughs> as it stands, I can't possibly fucking know who is going to make me happy for how long I can't possibly know. Even if we agree on those things that we know are good, if, if you know, that's going to last. And if it does last for how long I just fucking it's chaos. You got to go with the chaos. If you sit and you, you turn down all this shit on these one or two things that someone might even come to, t- to change their mind on, you are denying yourself a, an entire slew of, of happiness and experiences that you would not have any other way. I think that every single human being has something they can bring to the table to make life interesting. And I think that, especially in the case of some of these people that, well, for example, I had a relationship that I thought was fucking incredible. And it ended up ending because she was very religious and I wasn't. And Mm. I never perceived it as a problem. And we had known from the start, we were like, well, we care enough about each other to try. We're going to we're going to shoot for the stars. We're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing wrong with the relationship. It just ended up being the case that she didn't think she could handle that. And it's not like we fought about it. <laughs> like, can you fucking believe a God, idiot? Um, <laughs> right. But I still to this day, that was the healthiest, most entertaining, most loving relationship I've had in my entire life. And I wouldn't trade that for the world.
1: No, but that's kind of the whole point. Right. Like. You you go through the things. You don't regret the bad things because they they taught you so much and you learned so much. But at some point at the end of the day, you have to start looking for that that one. Right. And you why do you have are.
0: to? Hmm? Why do you have to?
1: OK, so the, now we're just getting down to a point of maybe we have different differences of
0: what we want out of. Well, life. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what I've kind of been hitting on for the past 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, like
1: I, I I'm a hopeless romantic. And I denied that of myself. I knew it when I was young and for a long time in my twenties, I denied it and I have come back to it and realized I'm never going to change that part of myself. You know, I, I just am. And so do I believe that there's only one person for me? No, but I believe that there are very few and I'm looking for that one. And I think a lot of people who get older, you know. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm getting up there. I'm I'm approaching forty. I, I heard you were around I mean, when they wrote the Bible, right? They were. Uh, I was, and I
0: have a signed copy. Would you like one? I would actually. Cool. Um, so I'll trade you that picture of the penguin with the comically large human penis. Uh you can't have that. That's my most prized position. I have like
1: fifty of those. Um, what? Listen, kitty table. Shush. <laughs> um, I just I. I think that it's healthy in later in your adult dating life. If you, unfortunately, and I will say this again, if you unfortunately re- reach your late thirties without finding your partner, you, there are concessions that you have to just get, you just can't make, you know, you, you, at this point, you have a really good idea of what you're looking for. And I'm not going to concede the point that I find somebody and they're not what I thought I was looking for. And it turns out that they're, they're it.
0: I mean, that is like the, that's like the romance, right? If
1: I, if I find that person and I have that feeling, I'm going to go for it. But sometimes that there are things that you've learned about yourself that you're not willing to concede on. And I think that that is perfectly healthy and perfectly okay to go. No, this might be wonderful, but we know this is going to end. I think it's perfectly healthy for two people to go. You know what? Let's break up amicably. And thank you for a wonderful few dates or a wonderful few months or even a year and go, this
0: isn't it. Yeah. And I I think that's, I think that's healthy depending on the person for sure. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to say people shouldn't do it. I think it's a valid decision. I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in my experience or in my opinion, that's a lot you're missing out on. I've had based on on something that you believe to be true, that you might not believe to be true in the future. I
1: have I am willing to make that make that sacrifice because I've I have those memories. Yeah, I have. And honestly, I've wasted the last two to three years of my life. Not I. Well, I haven't wasted because I've just been, you know, depression and just, you know, just kind of trying to get myself out of a funk and then work on me a little bit, which is important. Self-care and all that, you know. But well, maybe you should erase him. It, well,
3: over time, you wild. build
2: up this profile of what you do not want and what you do want. And it doesn't have to be the perfect person, but it's at least a a small list. Like one example I have is I will never date another person that is a fangirl for a single band. <laughs> that, that is something that I will never do again. I did it once. It was great, but I will never do it again. There was and. I, I I say once it's actually happened three times in total. If you actually count like a, a month or two. Oh, but my God. There, wait, I changed specific, my whole answer. There's a specific mentality that Hold I off. found with people that fangirl <laughs> or fanboy over a very specific. Yeah. band, no matter what. And I do not enjoy those people. And okay. I will not take the time to spend Hold a relationship. On.
0: I changed my entire answer. OK, and you know what? Because I do have one of those. I do have one of those. Do you want to know what it is? And it's so toxic. It's so toxic, and I what? won't stand down from it. Girls that are still really good friends with serious exes won't do it.
2: That's fair. That's won't fair. Do it. I won't do it. I won't. I wouldn't say that's toxic. I've, at all.
0: I've been so fucking burned every single time mm-hmm. I have dated a girl that did that. I'm not willing to take that chance. And I'm not saying every woman would do that. But I have gone, I have literally been to rock bottom because of girls, because of people. It's not even just girls. It's literally people because of people that, you know, assured me that nothing was going to happen, that, you know, I believed them because you do that in a relationship. You trust each other and then you just had your trust shattered sometimes multiple times by the same person. And you'd yeah. f- so fuck, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm there. However, in most other cases, I <laughs> would stand by my point. But that—that's what I mean. Is like that's
2: just one example. I've got about six or seven other standards that I've had built over the years, and yeah. as you accrue those, you you slow you you create a smaller and smaller acceptable window of who you'd be willing to spend that time with and test that that pass through all those filters. And maybe this time you create another filter because this person's done something or has an aspect that you don't like. Um, so that I think that's kind of where we're trying to go on that is, you definitely get more and more picky as you filter through the aspects of your significant other that you are not willing to suffer through again. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, I think I think we've pushed enough time. I think we've we've talked a lot about that. We didn't even get to talking about how incredible the movie itself is. It's a fucking phenomenal And you know what? I'm fine with that because a million people have talked about why. Well, yeah, but there are there are a million people that are probably way smarter than us that have talked about why this movie is phenomenal and why Charlie Kaufman is an incredible fucking creator of art. And uh, I could go on all day about it, but we don't have all day. It's fucking phenomenal in so many ways. If you haven't seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, make sure you go watch it.
1: Check it out. Do
0: it. it out. This has been Hoodlums Episode Five. You can find me on Twitter at Kyle underscore XCVI. You can find Fox at
1: the Fox L T D. And, and still at MySpace. Don't. com
3: slash text it.
0: It. <laughs> We
1: literally every time uh, I
0: hate it so much. You guys can when you're you are Twitter, gonna pull so much harassment to a random person on oh MySpace. My We've already my decided. It. It. We
1: already decided that somebody else took your name. Don't get mad. Get over it. <laughs>
0: Hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. hashtag it. hashtag How I Hoodlum. How I hoodlum. Hit us But up. it'd be easier if you at us as well because then we'd be able to see it because we're not we're not real used to this whole. Her personality thing anyway thanks for hanging out we enjoy you a whole lot yes and, we uh, do we'll see you for episode 6 same time same day absolutely goodbye okay. yeah. you.